Dadhood. Modern Dadhood Podcast. Okay. Welcome back. Good evening, Mark. Adam, fantastic to be with you again, sir. It's a good feeling, you know? I like seeing you. I don't know. I didn't say I like seeing you. I like seeing you. Oh, okay. You were just bringing something a little extra to the table. That's nice. I appreciate that. I don't just parrot back to you everything that you say to me. Yeah, and and I don't just parrot back to you everything that you say to me. I'm done with this game. I'm done with it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's introduce the show. Do it. Oh, oh, well, welcome back, everyone. This is Modern Dadhood, an ongoing conversation about the joys, challenges, and general insanity of being a dad in this moment. My name is Mark Checkett, and I am a dad to twin boy toddlers, almost three years of age. And my name is Adam Flaherty. I'm a dad of two daughters, one of whom is about to turn seven. Holy smokes. And the other one is about to turn four. Winter birthdays. Mm. You know what I was thinking about? I was sort of playing your name back in my head earlier. Okay. And I thought of something that I'd never thought of before, but you must have heard before. Uh-huh. Mark Check It? Yeah. Check Market. I mean, I think I've heard I think I've heard that. I've heard of several variations on theme. Check Mark. Check Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. A lot of people have said Check it out. That's your podcast. Check it out with Mark Check it. That's right. Check Mark. Yeah. Yeah. And when I think about your name, <laughs> here it comes. I just, I think Adam Flaherty, what a hilarity. That's what <laughs> I, I think. thought you were going to say, what a prick. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. Oh boy. Oh boy. Look at this. Only minutes in and we're just so far off the rails. <laughs> well, we're, we're just a couple of dads. We, we want everybody to know that we are not experts. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if we say that enough that we're not experts. We're just a couple of dinglings. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, we're 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 not we're not experts. We're just we're just a couple of guys trying to figure it out, which I think mm-hmm. are the shoes that most parents really are in when they when they begin their adventure, you know? I thought you were going to connect the phrase figure it out to the game show that our guests was on in the late 90s on Nickelodeon. I, if only I was that smart, Adam. Here, I thought you were making a clever segue Damn. and you failed. But I'll pick it up for just you and we'll take continue it. on. Here, this is me handing that off to you. <laughs> okay, here goes. Today's guest is Danny Tamborelli, And dads listening will probably remember him from Nickelodeon best known for playing Little Pete on the adventures of Pete and Pete, but also in a game show called Figure It Out. And we are very excited to talk to Danny shortly. Let me ask you this question. What is going on with you, my friend? What's new in your world? Well... Aside from the chaos that's happening in the country right now, which Mm -hmm. I'm hesitant to get into in in any way, because I think we could probably take a whole episode Mm -hmm. or two worth of time talking about it. uh, My kids pretty much cut out milk from their diet, cold turkey. What? It's sort of weird, huh? Was that their decision? Yeah. And I don't know if it's just a fad. Hmm. I don't know if in the future it leads to something like 
vegetarianism or veganism. Uh, That's not entirely true. Mm. They love the shit out of chocolate milk. Oh, okay. But regular milk, white milk, they're not into it. They both grew up on it. They loved it. They were milk addicts. Isn't that weird? And then this happened. Our neighbor directly next door, one day I was going out, packing up the the car, loading the girls in, and I saw a milkman's truck at the neighbor's house. Like a legit kind of like... That's real? Old-timey kind of milkman. Yeah. And I walked across my lawn into my neighbor's lawn. We're, we're friends. And I introduced myself and I said, could I have a, a price list? Because uh-huh. I like this idea of having a milkman. I think that's kind of cool. It's a yeah. little bit of a throwback. The idea of getting fresh milk from a local farm. And we became customers of Jimmy the Milkman. Hmm. So now Jimmy the Milkman brings our milk. And something about this particular milk <laughs> turned them off to milk. I mean... I can sort of understand it a little bit, uh, but then, but then of course I'm coming at this from my perspective, which is that milk is gross. That's, I mean, if you think too much about it, it is. <laughs> I mean, I love a good glass of milk once in a while. I mean, we are a bit of a rarity in that we continue to drink milk into the adult years. Also, we drink another mammal's milk. That's right. Which is rare. I grew up drinking milk. Did you drink milk at the dinner table with your yes, family? Yes. That was like dinner time was always a big full glass of milk. But I don't, I don't, I could not tell you the last time I just put milk into a glass with the, the sole purpose of drinking it. It's just odd that they both sort uh, of just dropped it so quickly. I mean, they used to be milk fiends. So that just took them off of it. I just thought it was interesting. It is interesting. So it's been brought to my attention through a listener emailing us that we have a tendency to bring in a lot of creative people as guests. What are they trying to say? His name was Michael DeVasto, and we actually had quite a bit of an exchange back and forth. He's a really interesting guy, but he was one of the people that suggested that we maybe do something on the STEM topic, which really inspired me to book Winston Scott a few Mm. episodes back. But it did sort of get me thinking about all the creative people we have on. We're in that sphere. I think it's fair to say that creative people, too, tend to be a little bit restless. I guess I'm speaking in terms of, like, their brains, you know? I think they're kind of constantly going, which I guess, first of all, makes for, sometimes anyway, interesting conversation. Entertainment. Entertainment, yeah. But also, I think, sometimes thoughtful conversation and conversation that goes maybe in unexpected directions. You know, am I making sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. And another big part of our show obviously is nostalgia. You know, this sort of eighties, nineties nostalgia that we have when thinking about our lives and growing up. And today's guest actually lands squarely in both of those boxes. He's a very creative individual, but he also really fits well with the nostalgia thing, both that He himself is nostalgic for a lot of people our age, Mark, but he also appreciates nostalgia and loves sharing that with people. So Danny began appearing on Nickelodeon really at the time that many of us, ourselves, Mark, and our listeners started watching it. He stayed with Nickelodeon for over a decade, and he appeared on several TV shows across the network, including The Adventures of Pete and Pete in All That, which... 
had some amazing musical guests for that time period. And also the game show Figure It Out. He is a professional musician, a voice actor for animated series and video games. And on top of that, as if he has room to do anything more, he's also a dad, if you can believe it. As luck would have it. And we are very excited to welcome Danny Tamborelli onto the podcast. My goodness, here, can you look? I'm going to give you twenty bucks to write my Wikipedia page because, gosh, <laughs> oh, you you, you did. I mean, whoo, gangbusters, bud! It's quite a rap sheet. <laughs> you got to do your research. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. I like the way that you were like. Someone told me you should get more people and like more interesting people, and then <laughs> you got in touch, and it just happened to. You know, Adam's a sleuth. That's it. He's an internet sleuth. See what happens, guys. This is what happens in a pandemic. People will just start contacting you. We're so bored. Uh (laughs) I can't wait for your episode with The Rock. I just can't wait. (laughs) We call him Dwayne. (laughs) You call him Dwayne. He made me call him Mr. Rock. (laughs) I I thought that was really weird. It's very strange. Very odd. Tell us about your family. Tell us about your wife and and son. What the hell do you want to know about them for? So you're a dad, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not just an uncle that has a nephew that I parade around <laughs> as my son. Oh, good. My sister, my little sister had a. I have two little sisters. My middle little sister had the, had the first child in the family, and so I was, and I'm his godfather. And so, like in the very beginning, from that was like my first, like that was like my baby with training wheels. Hmm. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like, oh, yeah. cool. Whoa, like you learning stuff. Like, wow, this is very cool. Oh, he's a little crazy. Uh, sis, you can have him <laughs> back now. Hand it back. Right. And I was the hand it back uncle. I was, you know, that was just what I did. And now I have a, a child I can't give to anybody mm. because <laughs> because we're in a pandemic. I can't even pawn him off to my mom and dad or my wife's mom and dad. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, well, I guess we'll just figure it out. Yeah. The the best part of having a, a niece or nephew is, is like getting them all wired oh, up the and best. then uh, and taken off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You guys got a 45 minute car ride home and he's upset now because <laughs> I gave him too much chocolate. Well, <laughs> see you later. Mm-hmm. Good to see you. I got to get back to Brooklyn. I got to pay the, you know, tw- 25 bucks in tolls to get from Jersey back to New York. So Alfie, Alfie is uh, Alfred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alfred. Great name, super unique. It's my, uh, it's my, it's my grandfather's name. Yeah, it's my dad's dad was Alfred. I feel like a lot of so. people are bringing back family names, and I think that's a pretty cool thing. Mm. When Alfie's old, though, like he's gonna be like an eighty, ninety year old Alfred, but like all of his buddies are gonna be <laughs> like Caden and you know Grayson and yeah, <laughs> my best friend Gala. Middle name <laughs> Apple. <laughs> All right, Alfie. Cool, man. It's weird to see like my wife's brother has a uh, has two kids, and one just turned one years old, and uh, one year old, one years old. It's like saying Happy New Year's, yeah. Happy New Year's to you. <laughs> and he's just a different like. We did like a Zoom birthday thing, and my and Alfie's birthday is. Uh, June fourteenth, and we turned a year old, and like he started walking, and then like the next day he was like prancing, and then the third day he was like running faster than I could catch up with him, mm-hmm. and it was just like, yeah, and like he had a first birthday cake, and you know going crazy, and just two days ago we just were and did the same thing for for Jack who just turned one, and 
it was like, he's just way more subdued. Mm. It's just a weird thing to think about, like how, how the, the placement is so different, but they all turn out the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Okay. Well, we didn't get the, we didn't get a chance to be like, oh gosh, is he not going to walk? Instead, right. instead, right. It, instead it went right to, oh shit. You know, those back, those things that everyone says like to put on like the back of the dresser. So things yeah. don't pull up. It's like, I've been living, I've, I've never put anything. I've never stuck anything to the wall before. It's like, yeah, <laughs> no, you don't need it now. I'm like, oh my God. He just, now you're thinking like he, he just, can't he open pulled, the door yeah. yet, can he? No. Yeah. And then he opens the doors. He's, he's Oh my God. But you're right, though. It's like suddenly because we're, I guess, maybe just a little bit up ahead of you in that in that stage. Our my my kids are going to turn three uh, next month. Do you have twins? Yeah, I got twins. Oh man! All right. Yeah, pretty pretty lucky. It's it's very lucky. (laughs) Some would say lucky. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but but like all of a sudden one day it's like they find their hands and they realize that they can go after everything. And then, and you, yeah, there's, there's that moment of panic for us too. That was like, you know, everything from like, you know, Oh, when we're done cooking, we can't leave the cutting board with a gigantic knife on it. Anywhere near the edge of a table, because that shit's just going to come flying down at some point. So he's uh, you said about a year and a half, what's he up to? It's new things sort of week to week it feels like at that age yeah everything i mean he's saying like new words he's not you know full sentences yet but it's like every day is a new word like today was boat i'm like oh okay That's he a gets a boat he's got a little boat he's got a boat in his in his bath time he has uh a couple boats and books that we read and now he's like sort of getting it i'm like boat and he says boat you're gonna be you're gonna be a captain it's clear we're a sandra boynton house are you familiar with sandra yes. boynton Yes. Big fan. Mm-hmm. Look, so my wife is a, she's also a, a literary agent. So she sells books, uh. children's books, picture books, adult books, YA books. She's like, Sandra Boynton would not fly now. Like there's no direct, <laughs> like these books are so weird and like abstract and like they just end like there's a Pookie book. He's obsessed with Pookie, which is the, the, the Sandra Boynton pig. Oh. Yeah, there's like, there's little Merry Christmas, little Pookie. I love you, little Pookie. Spooky Pookie. There's, I mean, he's. Do you have a favorite Sandra Boynton book? Like, do you have a favorite? Oh, do I? I mean, oh. I, I love him. Hippos Go Berserk, I think, is the the one, though. He, That's a good one. When he was, we've been reading it, I don't know, since he was like three or four months old. It's like, it's, it was like, it's always a nap time book. And uh, he used to laugh at different versions like different like sections and i always read it like this he's an english guy so it's it's one hippo all alone calls two hippos on the phone three hippos at the door bring along another four and then this one is the one that every time he fucking cackles i just go five hippos come overdressed and he just loses his shit. Loses his mind. He loses it. It's the it's always great. And then I like try to amp up the next one. Is six hippos show for the guest and nothing. Like no, I he's like five. Five is five, your best material. Dad. Five is your best material. Six, Dad. I'm looking at you like, can you just wrap it up? Because I want to. <laughs> can we get to seven? Because this. He likes pow pow fish too, and I have to explain to him when he's old enough that like, hey, it's not consensual to just go up and kiss someone like that. Like you got that like, book. That book drives me a little bit insane because I love I love it so much. Yeah, I until do too. it gets to that end bit, and me I'm too. like, this just yeah. gets weird. Yeah, and I actually think not for I mean I don't you know 
I don't know who wrote that book, but like, it also just feels really lazy, you know, like, because it's got some very funny rhymes. Some of the weird Mm -hmm. little side characters are funny. I've given them all voices. They're fun to read. Yeah. That's, that is, that is my favorite part. The reason. Yeah. 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 And, and the squid who's slightly impolite is the Uh best one. You know, she's, she is squirmy. She is squelchy. She is slightly impolite. Yeah. You oh, collide, she says kaleidoscope of mope. And you my, kaleidoscope of mope. Yeah. What a great, well, that's great. It's great. That's great. That's it. That sounds like an emo band that used to open for sunny day real estate. <laughs> <laughs> kaleidoscope of mope opening yes, yeah. for sunny day real estate. That's perfect. <laughs> so good. Uh, so one of the things that I wanted to explore with uh, uh, this conversation is how you got into acting at such a young age. You were four years old. Is that right? When you did your first soap opera? Six. You were six. Okay. Six. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I had done some work as a baby. I did like one commercial and the director like yelled at me and my mom was like, this is bullshit. Like I'm out of here. Oh my God. But she, I had met someone in a, in a mall that was happened to be like a manager. And I was like talking to her. I was like, I was talking at a young age. My mom said I started talking in seven months and then I had a kid and I was like, mom, you are off. Yeah. <laughs> like, your memory is gone. Way off. She's like, no, yeah. you, the first thing you said, it was a sentence. You said, good morning, daddy. I was like, you said, I said, good morning, daddy at seven months old. She's yeah. like, yeah, you, I, you did it. You were so smart. And I'm like, look, let's be real here. And I just had a kid. He's it, And when he was seven months old, he wasn't, Saying any more than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't make me to be this prodigy. And now I'm like, oh my God, my son's not talking in seven months. Something's <laughs> wrong with him. <laughs> Something's wrong with him. Where are his <laughs> sentences? <laughs> yeah. The bar has like, been no. set high. Yeah. He's, ni- he's 19 months old, maybe has like a vocabulary of like 20 words and can understand a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, that's, I think that's pretty, pretty right good. On the money. Like, yeah, yeah he, knows, awesome. he knows what's going on. Did your parents sort of like nudge you in that direction? Did they see like a, a talent in you and well, encourage that? Well, I used to just, I used to like recite commercials and and all that stuff. And hmm. like I said, she had met someone who said that I should do this. And I don't know. I just kept saying like, I could do that. I could be on TV. Like I could be that kid. And my mom was like, fine, I'll go back out and we'll, you know, go on another, I'll call this woman again. She first audition, I booked some commercial and then it just like snowballed and a year later, Pete and Pete started. And then I just kind of like rolled with Nickelodeon for 11 years, I guess. <laughs> I've got a, a quick story about figure it out. I was down. I, I don't know what, what year was that? That was in the late nineties. That was in 96, 97. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 96 to 98 or something like that. So I was in Orlando doing like the universal studios thing. And we went to Nickelodeon studios and you know, you do you a tour the of Nick the place tour. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. When we were in the Nickelodeon studios, part of the park, a group of people walked by my family and you were there. You were, you were in this group of people and I swear to God, man, you looked directly at me and you whispered, figure it out. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why you would have said that, but that was my memory. No and way. I was like, holy shit. It was the coolest thing. And I, I remember so clearly going back to the hotel, you know, probably a best Western in Kissimmee or something. And writing it down on a piece of paper so that I wouldn't forget it. That's ridiculous. Figure it out. I must confess, (laughs) 
You remember it too? This is this is why you accepted this invite. This is why I accepted the invite. I knew I knew it was you. Remember your email? You forget that Gmail gives me this tiny little thumbnail of you, uh-huh. and I like I screenshotted it and then I blew it up and I kept looking Enhance. and I kept looking and I was like, I know this guy. It's that from kid somewhere. I would say that is definitely something I would have said to someone if they made eye contact with me and they kind of seemed like you knew who I was. Maybe I would have said that. Figure it out, bro. Figure it out. You were just, you were throwing, you were probably tossing out like the figure it outs to yeah. any kid that walked by that looked roughly your age. Hey, do I know you? Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> so thinking about how you got into acting at, at a young age, I wonder, can you see yourself pointing Alfie in a direction like that when he is, you know, four, five, six years old. And if you were to express interest in it, I would let him do what he wants to do. Really? My parents didn't have the advantage that I have knowing how everything works. And I feel like I would be good at making sure that he gets the same kind of, and my parents did a good job. I mean, I don't have an E true Hollywood story. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I wish I did. If if only everyone had camera phones when I was in college, everything would be so different. <laughs> so you mentioned college is is that around the time that you got into playing music? I've been playing. I've been I've been playing bass. Yeah, since I was in fifth grade. Since I was eleven oh, years wow. old. Wow. My band. We've been playing together. Jounce. Jounce.org If you're paying attention, or Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Jounce. You give us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to support your local artist. Um, but we, we've been a band since 2000. So Chance maybe does like 70, 75 shows a year. Nothing crazy, but like that's still a decent amount. Like if you do like a couple, two weeks in a row and, you know, a bunch of weekend warrior stuff. And You travel around for shows? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. right, right, travel around the country? Yeah, did you all um, over the country. And then I did. I do a show called Nostalgia Personified, which is like a really fun, interactive, uh, visual show that I do with either Michael C. Marona, who's the other Pete from Pete and Pete, and um, the other one is Lori Beth from All That. And so, like, we'll show like old Pete and Pete clips or All That clips, and we just sort of like bullshit and make fun of each other for an hour, and it's very fun. And the last two years, we've done I don't know probably close to a hundred shows between the two of us. When I think back to Pete and Pete, I mean, I, I do remember it as being like, that was a pretty wacky show. And, but I haven't seen episode. I mean, in my mind, it's just, it's, it's been solidified in my mind and it just feels like very nineties and it feels like its own little weird, weird thing. But when I went back and watched like a bunch of episodes recently, I was like, shit, man, that was like, that was a different time. Like that was, I, I Super, forget sometimes yeah. how different it was back then. Yeah. And you like, this should never have been on Nickelodeon. Like this is not a, <laughs> necessarily a children's show in any way. Yeah. You also do a nostalgia themed cover project, right? I play in a band called the Undone Sweaters, which was a which is a uh, a Weezer cover band, but we only play the Blue album because the, the Weezer doesn't exist after that. Exactly. It's just it's just the vibe that you're looking for, right? And that that vibe that vibe solely sits in 1994. Exactly. It was, it was Matt Sharp that brought that vibe, right? Yes, which is also a very funny thing because the reason I joined the band is because they wanted to have a joke 
where they've been playing as the Undone Sweaters without a bass player because they're so afraid that the bass player is going to leave and screw up the band. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they and they they made these like videos, and so the one video was like the one venue being like, you have to have a bass player, and like you're contractually yeah. obligated to have one. So I was the contractually obligated bass player that played the show with them. Yeah, I was just thinking about it, like, you know, this whole idea of like creative juice is like one of those things that like sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not there. You bring money into the picture and those people who are bringing the money, they're, they're not that they're never creative people, but often they're not and they don't get the creative process. And I don't know. I just funny. I just was thinking about that earlier today. I mean, like I'm a creative individual for my job, but it's like I'm an art director to marketing agency, you know? So it's like, I'm surrounded by money people who like, they're just like, draw your pictures, you know, picture guy. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking, but I'm, but I was just thinking as you were, as you were talking, like for me, the advent of having children was one of those things that like, suddenly like the creative juices were like way more present and like flowing a whole lot more for, for me. And I mean, some of it's like this, some of the, some of it comes out in like this podcast and the, the, I know for Adam, it like kind of led him to the idea of this podcast. And some of it leads me to like, I play music, but it's like something that I love to do. It's like a passionate thing that I love doing. And it's like, you know, that, you know, there's like this inspiration to constantly be writing like silly songs and stuff. That's just all from watching my kids, you know, I don't even really know where it comes from, but like, do you find that too? Have you found like a, a new life for creative ideas since, since Alfie came into the picture? For sure. For sure. I think that, that, that definitely is something that happened. And I've spoken to a lot of dads and mm. moms who are creative people that have that similar thing. Like, I don't know what it kicks in. It's like instinct. Like, Oh shit. So I gotta do, I gotta do something. <laughs> I gotta figure it out. Um, the only difference for me is that, you know, in the first nine months of his life, it was a little bit easier to like, you know, the, the nostalgia personified thing was, was happening basically right before, like I, the, um, uh, my wife got pregnant. So we were like just starting to do that. And then she got pregnant and then I ended up booking like, a shit ton of gay. I was like, Oh no, we're pregnant. Like, okay, well I guess I'm going to be doing more of these shows. <laughs> um, what I will say is that in, in the creative space, writing music has been really easy for me since he's been born. Hmm. But writing lyrics has been very difficult and I don't know why that really? is it's been very difficult. So that has been a complete reflection of him. <laughs> just really like, Oh, cool. Did that surprise you? To, did that surprise you? Like that, that type of content was coming, coming out of you yes, in, in yes, forms like that? Very, yeah, very much, very much so. Considering the fact that I came from like writing these like adolescent dick and fart sketch, <laughs> sketch shows. And I just mm -hmm. moved them to poop. If it's just like the fart, just the fart and poop jokes, yeah. you know, and you take the yeah. dick out and you add the poop. It's dick, and dick, it's still, dick adjacent. It's still, yeah. The dick, yeah. dick adjacent topics. Exactly. Oh yeah. God. Okay. So sticking with the theme of content creation, you also on your Instagram account, post these awesome little videos of Alfie that you tag with the hashtag Tuesdays with Alfie. So where did the inspiration come from for that? Since 
you know, my family doesn't really get to see him and like, you know, I have my friends in California and my I've got family down south. I take a minute video of like whatever he's doing. And it's just like a little like slice of life of him. And I was like, ah, we'll call it Tuesdays with Alfie. My Instagram has just turned into this, like, <laughs> just like I have a child. Yeah, like, I do know, you want to see happens. my kid? Isn't he doing funny stuff? But I don't mean to do it that way. I'm trying. I'm just like trying to do it because I know that people. Yeah. You know, it's just a nice like distraction from my in my feed from like everything else that's going on. So it is nice, and it, and what's frustrating for me though is that like I'm trying to share stuff about creative projects that I'm doing, you know, I want to promote an, a, an episode of the podcast like this one and, you know, it gets some likes and a bunch of people listen to it. But then I post a picture of my two girls who are, you know, almost seven, almost four. And it gets like 10 times the likes. They, they, they only want to see the kids. They don't give a shit about like stuff that actually is like, not that like a picture of my girls is they're beautiful. You just, all you have, all you have to do all you have to do is add a link. Just post these pictures of your cute girls and then just a link. That's like, would you, do you not even, you don't even have to lie to anybody. You just go, do you want more? And then you just <laughs> click on that and it goes right to the podcast and you're good. <laughs> all right, dads, check out all the things that Danny Tamborelli is up to, uh, including his band Jounce and other musical endeavors, his Pete and Pete podcast with Michael C. Morona called The Adventures of Danny and Mike. And after we've all been poked in our arms and it's safe to enter the public again and be with other people, get out to see his show, Nostalgia Personified. It sounds like a lot of fun. Danny, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, man. Hey, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. Fun to talk a little dad shot. Thanks, man. Hope to stay in touch. And now another segment of... Wait. (laughs) And now with another installment of our hit recurring segment... Did I just say that out loud? I turn it over to Check Market. Okay. Here's what I said. And then, as per semi-usual, I'm going to see if maybe you can guess the scenario at, at play here. I love it. And I did yell this sort of across the house. So it was inside. That's good to know. Yeah. There's a clue. I'm going to just speak it, but in your mind, I'm yelling this across the house to my wife. Okay. I just have to wash the shit water off my hand. Hmm. I don't know that it has to do with the boys at all. I think this has to do (laughs) with Rigby. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I thought you were going to say with me. Yeah. I think you ran out of toilet paper and had to use your hand. (laughs) Which you never have to do because you can always just get in the shower, right? You, yeah. Or just drag your ass across the floor, you know, yeah, on which the carpet. feels good and cleans your butt. Yes, that's right. No, I think that this is a dog thing. Okay. Shit water off my hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what it is. Oh. One of the boys shit in the bathtub. Oh. Ooh. Now that's a good guess. It's wrong. Oh. But it's a good guess. As you know, we're on the downs hill side of the potty training mountain Mm -hmm. we have the we still have these like little floor potties yeah then you can pull the basin out and you just dump it in the old right 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 and sometimes what you're dumping out doesn't cooperate 
It's a little bit lodged. Yeah. It just depends on the consistency of the poo. Yeah. I'm making a lot of hand mo- motions, but no one can see that. <laughs> I think you need to make accompanying sound effects. <laughs> it, you know, it gets a little... <laughs> okay. So you had to, you were kind of really so, shaking it, weren't so, you? So I was, yeah, I was like banging it against the inside of the, 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 the toilet bowl, trying to get it out. And it just was, oh. it wasn't, but I also had to like get out. I had, to, I had to like finish that task and then go deal with kids. And so I just brought it up to the sink, dumped a bunch of water in it. And then mm-hmm. sort of instinctually and also stupidly did like a very vigorous swish with my hand once once this thing was like half full of water. Oh my God. I think, Why? I don't know. I don't know. Thinking like, here, I'll just dislodge it real quick with a little swish. But I just like swished so hard and just a bunch of shitty water just tidal waved out of it all over my <laughs> hand and wrist. And, and <laughs> but it was also like, I was also still kind of like trying to finish the task and get out of the bathroom and go on to the next thing. So I did oh. that and I put the insert back and I'm just like s- super pissed at myself. I leave the bathroom to go someplace. And on the way, Jamie starts, she just starts talking to me and I'm listening to her, but like, not really at all. I was just looking at her as she was talking because in my head, I'm still just like pissed at myself for getting shit water all over my hand and kind of shook off what she was saying and then walked away. And I was like, I, 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 I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I got back to like where I needed to go to wash my hand and yelled out. I just have to wash the shit water off my hand. Yeah, it was. And that was like, that was also kind of my apology. Like I just have to wash the shit water off my hand. I'm sure she didn't appreciate being brushed off like that. No. You know what? I don't think anybody in the moment was appreciative of really anything that was going on. At least it didn't go in your mouth. <laughs> Not right? that I know of. Yeah. No. So the the thing that you said out loud again was, I just have to wash the shit water off my hand. Beautiful. Dads, you can find us at moderndadhood.com. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Pocket Casts. wherever Cast. you like to listen. Cast subscribe. Are you done? Oh, and 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 on Mastercaster. Mm-hmm. Please subscribe and leave us a quick rating and review. It means so much to us. Also, word of mouth is so important. So please tell your friends if you are liking what we're doing on Modern Dadhood and you're enjoying the conversation. Hey, also, if you can't get enough of Modern Dadhood, you know, we should check out Quick Hits on our Facebook uh, and Instagram pages. Have you ever seen those, Adam? Have you ever seen the Quick Hits? I've made all of the Quick Hits. You make them. I know them intimately. Oh, well, this is embarrassing. I didn't realize. What else we got going on? We'd love for you to grab a Modern Dadhood t-shirt or a very comfortable, soft dad hoodie from our website. You mind if I ramble off a couple of thank yous, Adam? Do it. Thank you to Casper Baby Pants and Spencer Alby for our Modern Dadhood music. And to Pete Morse at Red Vault Audio for making us sound <clears throat> pretty good. Also, thanks to Danny Tamborelli for being on the show. And I'm going to take your last bullet here because take it I want to do it this time. Take it from me. Thank you for listening. for listening. Don't steal my thunder, take man. Thank you for thanking. Thank you for listening. Nailed it.